now you're you're getting into the business of Gen Violin, right? Got my LLC. You got know your what they LLC. say. So what what <laughs> what made you, or what was the turning point for you to say I have to stop operating as an individual and I have to start operating as a business? What 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 happened? Um, part of it, and I do say this humbly, but being an accountant, right? I had the wherewithal to recognize I'm making way too much money to not be structured as as something. Shout out to the bank. I'm making way too much money. So, okay, hey, look, you know, but now we're talking flex. about taxes, and we're talking right. about you know things like that. That, that first year, did you do your taxes, or did you just keep it? I, uh, you statute know, statute limitations. Yes, statute limitations aside, <laughs> but you know, legally, so you all know. Bag with Backpack Jeff, where we connect with ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And today, I got a very special guest with me here today. <laughs> Y'all, I met this woman at a wedding event um, where they was just promoting different services for wedding. I was hosting. This lady right here was doing her thing, her and her best friend. Y'all, her BFF for I don't know how many years, but we're going to find out today. Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome, Jen Violin. How thank are you. you? I'm well, thank you. you well? How are you? I'm I'm good. You know, um, kicking off the third quarter uh, with a big bang. Uh, excited to be back. And third quarter, week. that's crazy. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. We in this. We in this. Mm. Yeah. Um, excited to be back, having these conversations. I miss these conversations. I miss connecting with people like yourself, uh, entrepreneurs, um, uh, uh, workers. Uh, also creatives, right? So, tell us what's up with the violin? What's, <laughs> what's like, up what's, with the violin? What's up, what's My best friend, like you said, we probably be false yes. sometimes, but uh, <laughs> um, I'm Jennifer Jen Violin. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. I am originally from Detroit, okay, and I moved to Virginia uh, for undergrad, and then I relocated to Northern Virginia. DMV, if you will, uh, right. almost 10 years ago. So that is crazy to think about. Wow, it's been a long time. It has been a long time. Uh, and since I've come to the DMV, I've gotten so much love from just event planners and wedding clientele and corporate clientele. Mm -hmm. and people having private parties and just, if you like good music and live music, then I probably got something for you. Then she got something for you. Okay, all right. So look, here's what we're going to do, right? We are going to take a step back, right? And I literally just want to start from the beginning beginning okay i want to know what made you say the violin okay uh my story comes in maybe two and a half parts but i'm gonna keep it quick okay you ain't gotta keep it quick you uh, got time i just looked at my wrist i got time today short story uh well the beginning of the story people always <laughs> ask how did i get into music i didn't get into music music got into me my mother is a classically trained pianist she sang in a church choir growing up uh, my dad used to play the electric guitar. He used to DJ parties. I believe that's actually how they met. Um, so okay. I come from a musical family where I'm probably very low on the totem pole compared to some other folks <laughs> in my family that are extremely accomplished musicians. So being from Detroit, especially mm -hmm. Motown, um, music has for sure always been in me. Right. And growing up, obviously my mother introduced me to the piano first. I also grew up singing in the choir at church, at school. Um, so music was always in me, but right. I actually was a dancer. So I did ballet, tap and jazz. Most little girls, right? Right. Um, but that was my thing. I would travel. I would compete. I was on, like, the advanced team at my dance school and stuff. Um, and then the time came in school where you had to pick gym or music class. And if you know me, y'all know it was not going to be gym. <laughs> no physical activity. It was not going to be that. So music, no-brainer, easy. Um, that was, like, fourth grade. That was the first time I ever played a violin. Mm -hmm. I did it for that year. I still was dancing. I didn't really read into it too much. Mm -hmm. um, fast forward to seventh, eighth grade, maybe, not sure. But same thing kind of happened where it was like gym right. or, or something else. And I was like, not gym. Right. Not you. <laughs> um, but so I picked music again. And then a new girl at my school, Carla, who we are friends to that to this day. Okay. Shout out to Carla. Carla. Shout out to Carla in Detroit. Please book her, y'all. She's still playing. But um, Carla came in and she was like child prodigy. Probably playing violin since she was like born or something. She was just really good. And Wow. Not in a competitive way, but in an inspired way. Right. I looked at her and I was just like, I can do that. 
she can do that, I can do that. And not even in a, again, right. not to steal somebody else's shine, but I was truly that's inspired. True. Like, if she could do that, I could do that. And that's what we did. Yeah. And that's what it was. Um, and then at that point, my mom, single mom raising me, and she's like, look, pick one, basically. We can't afford, we don't have time, money, effort, all of that to do dance and music. Pick one. At that point, I had been dancing, what, 13, 14 years. And so I just kind of leaned into violin. And that's what it was. Yeah, I love that. So with with you dancing for 13, 14 years, nothing in you said, like, maybe I should do this because I've been doing it for so long? Um, Yeah, but I feel like, and no offense to myself, but I was a good dancer, don't get me wrong, but I wasn't the greatest, right? Okay. I wasn't okay. captain of the team. I wasn't right. always getting solos. I've always been really good at music just naturally. So mm-hmm. I was like, let me go with the way my cards were dealt. Right, so. let me lean into that. So you, so you saw this amazing child prodigy right there she, she's doing her thing she's getting bookings yep. and stuff like that um what in what made you say that i can do this right even to desire to be competitive with her uh in, in, a, in a friendly kind of way like in a way that's like yo i can also do this what made you want to say you know what i'm going to try my hand at this so when i started out taking it seriously i wasn't at competitive mode right i mm-hmm. had to get there so it was a lot of inspiration um the competition kind of came naturally because after eighth grade we went to two uh high schools that are actually rivals in the city of detroit i went to renaissance high school the number one high school in the, uh, in the city and so she went to the not number one school in the city. <laughs> and that's fine. You know, again, playful, never any, you yeah, know, sure. ill will between each other. But naturally, you go to band and orchestra competition type things. Right. And her school is playing. She's first chair, concert master, whatever. Um, I'm at Renaissance and we're at the same shows. And it's like, what did they get? Did they get a one? They uh, rank you one, two, and three. One is like the best. So okay. it's like, did they get a one? Oh, we got to get a one. Or, you know, and so... That part came naturally, but um, just I, I've always loved music, and so mm-hmm. just to be inspired by her and a lot of other um, musicians, period, be it the strings, be it vocalists, be it DJs, just creatives, like you say, in general, right. creativity inspires creativity. To Absolutely. Me, so. I love that. Okay, so you're, you're, in, you're in high school, right? You've obviously spent X amount of years learning the violin and stuff like that, right? How do you... How do you all of a sudden say, uh, I'm going to start doing this for events? Like, what in you say is the entrepreneur puts in, puts you in the spirit of the entrepreneur to say, I can do weddings, I can do parties, I can do galas, I can do birthday parties? Like, what in you said? Um, the very it? first event I ever did was, again, something I didn't seek out. It was kind of life just happened to me. Uh-huh. Uh, when I was in high school, we had a person reach out to my band director and they were having a wedding and went to the string quartet on a small budget. We cannot afford to hire professional musicians. Do you have your top students? Could you have them play in a quartet, which is four people? Um, how much I'm would that be? I'm glad you said that, no, because I was... <laughs> quartet is four okay, people. Okay, and so um, we gathered and they wanted classical you know, music, nothing pop or anything. The classical repertoire, here comes the bride type right. stuff. Um, and so we played it. And at the time, I was working at rallies. And I made more money in like an hour with my friends playing some songs I already knew than I would have made in like six hours making french fries. And I came home and my mom was like, do what you want with this information, but look how much (laughs) you made in a day compared to you would have been there all week. Would have been there all week. Flipping burgers and making fries. So it was a no-brainer. Just from that point on, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I wasn't sure if I wanted to make it a full career thing, but I knew in the interim, while I was still super young, this could be a side hustle. I'm about to go to college or whatever, right. so I can make some money on the side doing this, which is what I did. And then she, because Jim Island is not me, she is her whole own thing. So mm-hmm. she kind of grew into something and somebody that I really wasn't and still am not kind of expecting. So yeah, it's crazy. I like I like that. Okay, all right. So you you get the call from the person in the quartet. Did they like? Did, did, did they, were they just like, yo, you was the best out of the quartet? Um. Well, so I'm gonna say yes, uh, but no, no. Well, the thing about a quartet too, you generally have people doing different things. So okay. I had 
um, somebody playing a cello. Mm -hmm. I don't play the cello, so you already the best cello player right. in the group because you're right. the only one. Right. Um, we have a viola, which if you see a violin and a viola, they look the exact same, but a viola has lower strings, so that's the difference. So they can okay. play lower notes than right. teachable moment in the middle. Te teach right. Right. absolutely. So we had a cellist, we had a viola player, and then myself and another violinist who actually she was always very great. Someone else I also admire, but just coming up in elementary, middle, and high school, she was a year under me, okay. so I kind of was just the lead right. in that regard. Um, but yeah, we did a lot of competitions and events. We did a, um, a performance for the Detroit Lions. They did a daddy-daughter dance one Ooh. time. I think that was somebody reached out to the high school and commissioned us to play. Dang, so y'all so was, like was like a deep high we school. We were young, kind of making it happen. Yeah. And that's how I knew. I'm a natural hustler anyway. Detroit right. told you. So yeah. um, I was like, yeah, this, this could be a thing. I just have to make it for me. Because what I was not trying to do is play classical music. All the time. All the time. Okay. All right. And we, we're going we're gonna to get there um, because I, I want to know how you transition to, to, that, um, to that as well. Okay. So, uh, and I'm, I'm just kind of walking us through, right? So, um, life is still lifing at this point, right? You're still a high school student and you're still saying, okay, am I going to go to college? Am I not going to go to college? Right? Well, I was always going. You was but. always going. Okay. So... What made you so like how do you still stay stay relevant in gen violin and go through college and do college, right? There was never a moment where you felt like you had to pick between one or the other or they all they always both felt like an option. Uh there is no rest for the weary, heavy lies the head <laughs> that wears the crown and all of those sort of quotes, if you will, mm -hmm. um, I probably still need to decide at some point. Right now, I'm really living two, three lives all at one time. Mm -hmm. What is sleep? People say free time, a day off. These are unknown concepts to right. me. I'm getting there. Um, but interestingly enough, a lot of people meet me and they just assume that I majored in music or went to a music school or a music conservatory. I did not. I have two business degrees. I actually did know that I never wanted to major in music because mm -hmm. I told myself I never wanted my hobby to become my job. Wow. Jokes on me because it did anyway, but <laughs> on my own terms. So that's right. kind of different. Um, and also, I just want to highlight two um, for me, I went to Hampton Black College. It was important for me to get that HBCU experience, and I want to bring that up because the classical music world is not one where you see a lot of faces like ours, right. um, and it's really just not the environment that I wanted to be in. I personally don't have any horror stories related to groups or things I've been in where I've been the only or minority person, but I know plenty of people that have horror stories. I just don't like signing up for stuff that I know is going to make me uncomfortable. <laughs> um, and so I didn't want to go to Juilliard, Oberlin, any of those schools. Just I didn't think it would be a good fit for right. me. And I always wanted to major in business, specifically accounting, because I always love math and numbers. So mm -hmm. okay. that worked out on the business end. It, de it definitely did, because, you, <laughs> because now you know how to handle the back end of what you're doing. Right. And I think that's been a saving grace for Jim Violin from a business perspective. Okay. I've gotten a lot of feedback from event planners and people that say, you know, it's been a pleasure working with you. You're so professional and you send right. invoices and contracts and you're easy to get a hold of. You ask the right questions and you're insured and, and all these things that I'm not the only violinist in the DMV, in America, in the world that can play R&B and trap music and, and that kind of stuff. Um, but the talent itself and being a business person, you know that. It's two right. completely different things. Yeah. And I do know that it's very easy to get caught up in the creativity of it yep. and lose yourself and lose your brand because you look great or you sound great, but people can't get a hold of you and they can't book you and you show up late and you're not professional and especially out here, the kind of money people are spending Thanks. for events, they expect a certain type of experience. Absolutely. So, the business degrees came in handy more than I was planning. Yeah. And I'm thankful for that. Absolutely. I, I, I love that, right, y'all? And I, I hope y'all are paying attention to her when she's saying that, right, is that operating as an individual versus operating as a business. We I, And I think that's one of the reasons that a lot of people don't get booked more for what it is that they're doing. It's because they're an individual, right? There, is there an invoice? Is there some, like, or is there a W-9, right? How How is the business conducted, right? Yeah. Is there forms? Is there feedback forms? Is there contracts? Is there agreements? Different stuff like that, right? Are you at a domain or at gmail.com? Right. Which no shade to Gmail. No shade to Gmail. People... 
there's an expectation when you're working yes. with business people. You want yourbrand.com. Yes. You have a dedicated phone number, or even if you use your personal cell phone, do you answer it, or is it always on silent? These things can make a difference. These things absolutely matter, operating like a business. Okay, and we're, we're, we're going to get there, too. We're going to get there, too. We just, I'm walking guy into the story. I got you. Look, I'm a poet, so what I'm doing is I'm creating and laying the foundation for y'all. I got y'all. We're going to give y'all some gems, I promise, if, uh, if you haven't gotten any already. So... Um, you're in, you're in college. You choose these business degrees. You have these business degrees. Are you still getting booked in college? College was crazy. Uh, again, another time I didn't get any sleep. What a sleep! But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I go I go to school. I went to Hampton on a full scholarship. So I did Don't not. you smart too. Now. I did not leave with said scholarship, but I, I started off and we had a good <laughs> run. Um, because I'm all about balance. Definitely, school is important, but having a social life and a network yeah. matters. So I was definitely um outside as we would say now mm-hmm. i wish i was the thing then right, i would have been saying that back then outside <laughs> um but so i was going to class and then i was going outside and then i had a work study because i come from humble beginnings so i had a work study mm-hmm. i had a job in college like a actual job yeah, so that same. on top of figuring out and this was before you know instagram and all these websites people can go on to book you in i had a craigslist ad and so hampton it's not far from Virginia Beach, which yep. is a big wedding, you know, destination, I'll right. say. And so I just had a Craigslist ad, and sometimes I would just walk the beach and see people, like, setting up for a wedding and stuff. Hey, yeah. 50 bucks, I'll take this wedding. Hey. And so that is... Oh, she out here hustling, hustling. <laughs> that is really how... Because, I mean, I got to college, and unless you knew that I played the violin, people wouldn't have known that, especially right. at a HBCU, the marching band reigns supreme, right? So I was in the orchestra at Hampton, and I got a little stipend for that as well, but there was not as much recognition. There were no accolades for being a string player. Were you with right. the band, or are you dancing, or doing that? Okay. That's where the interest lies. Um, but, yeah, so I just kind of had to carve my own Right, Lane out in Virginia, where I'm not from. I don't know right. nobody, but uh, I know I had a talent, and I can certainly sell myself. And so it was just as simple as, "Hey, I'm about to give it." 50 bucks, I'll play 50. your wedding real quick. I got my hey, instrument, hey, listen, and now here we are. Closed mouths don't get fed, they y'all. Do not, like, they close, do not. Closed mouths don't get fed. Like, this is, this is a person who, like she said, she's in uncharted territory. She doesn't know anyone here. And how do I build a name for myself? How do I, can, how do I make my reputation? Okay, so you get out of college, right? You're, you're done with college. Um, you're, you're going into the workforce, right? The mm-hmm. real world, I think is what they call it. Yeah, something like that. The real world, right? So you're... You're working into the real world. Now, Jen Violin is probably more popping at this time. She is starting to be more popping. Um, I was still living down in the 757 at that time. I had moved from Hampton to Newport News okay. and was working full-time. I had a job because I finished school, right? So I had a full-time job now right. with benefits and everything. Okay. I was Gotta so proud. Uh, I had rent. I had to pay all by myself because I didn't have a roommate. Mm-hmm. I still had my side job, which was at CBS. I don't know if I said that, but mm-hmm. um, still working my regular job, still at CBS. I took on like a part-time job at a nightclub for a year or two. I went to grad school down there for like a year. All the while still being Jen Violin. And so Buzz was getting around. And, but I was still Craigslist ad at this point. Like mm-hmm. I didn't have a website. I think I was the person I was talking to earlier where it was like Jen Violin or something at gmail.com. Like right. I hadn't even really gotten into the established the business, a business part, part right. right? I was just trying to really make some extra money to pay my rent and be outside. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and... I did have to make some choices at that point. Like, I struggled with grad school at that time, but I did later finish up here in a different, you know, mm-hmm. time and place then. So, um, it definitely comes with this challenge just trying to beat three people at once and in 50 right. places at once. But, um, again, I come from humble beginnings. My mother worked so hard her whole life to afford me any type of opportunity to, to do anything. In spite of not coming from much, we never lacked for nothing and I just learned that from her at an early age so a lot of people I complain now I don't want to work I don't want to work but it's really never been me not to work I don't Mm -hmm. know anything else because I don't want nobody telling me I can't have something or couldn't get it because I couldn't get it myself I'm very strong on that so um there is no sleep there there is there is no sleep literally like the hustle and the grind doesn't stop right so um 
now you're you're getting into the business of gen violin, right? Got my LLC. You got know what LLC. they say. So what what <laughs> what made you, or what was the turning point for you to say, I have to stop operating as an individual, and I have to start operating as a business? What 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 happened? Um, part of it, and I do say this humbly, but being an accountant, right, I had the wherewithal to recognize I'm making way too much money to not be structured as, as something. Shout out to the bank. I'm making way too much money. <laughs> so, okay, hey, look. You know, but now we're talking flex. about taxes and we're talking right. about, you know, things like that. That, that first year, did you do your taxes or did you just keep it? I, uh, you statue know. Statue of limitations here. Yeah, statue of limitations <laughs> aside, but you know, legally, so you all know, I know the whole cash up reporting requirement right. thing got people shaking in their boots recently. The rule has always been if you make more than $600 doing anything that it is supposed to be reported. Okay. Now, whether you or said person reports it is between you and whoever you serve. But that's not a new concept, right? Right. We were well over $600. Way, 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 you know. And so I just knew. And protecting yourself, too. And while I joke about, you know, everybody on Instagram, get your LLC, get your LLC. Your LLC is not a puppy, okay? Mm -hmm. It is something that you, and even puppies, you got to take care of them, too, right? Right. So it's not something you get just to be an influencer and have your name or LLC behind it. It comes with filing requirements and annual registration and all that things. But it protects you as an individual from your business regards. And in the unfortunate instance that someone has to sue you, your personal effects could be protected. And that's really what it came down to for me. And not that I had a fear that I would be sued or anything, but I had gotten around so many events where I see stuff going wrong and I see the potential for mishaps and you want to be proactive, not reactive. And just, Mm -hmm. it really was a way to protect myself, to establish the business. Okay. All right. Um, a, a way, a way to protect yourself, a way to protect your personal life, and uh, establish its allow Jen Violin to establish her own self separate from Jen her Fly. own identity, and I feel like her own legitimacy. Okay. Too right. Right. Um, which is funny for me because a lot of times if I'm working with new planners or I get to a venue and I've never worked there before, mm-hmm. so the people on staff don't know me. I mean. I guess it's a compliment, but people look at me and think I'm just some kid, and this is my hobby, and they don't right. understand I'm a grown adult, and this is a real operation, and this bills yeah, get paid. This is, this is a Fortune 500 uh, company. Not people. quite yet, right. but um, it's just it's just interesting the way that again, because I do work in corporate America, and I right. my job is completely different from what it is that I do mm-hmm. as a creative, and so I I am able to recognize tone when people speak to me when I can feel like they're not taking me seriously or they're not respecting me as an entrepreneur or maybe not even seeing me as an entrepreneur because I went to some event because she just played violin I went to some event that was for high school kids and I think I I got brought on to like do a a piece you know in the midst of that or whatever Mm -hmm. and I got there to check in and the lady was just like okay so what class are you with and I was like no I'm here to perform and it took like 90 seconds really of trying to communicate with her that I was not a child. One of the children. <laughs> yeah, in high school. Um, and so there have definitely been instances where I am prideful. I don't want to use that word, but I mean, I definitely pat myself on the back for establishing myself the right way because yeah. there's plenty of people treading under the radar and, you know, that's fine if that works for you, but that wasn't going to work for me because I wanted to be expressing myself as an artist and the talent and the art that I bring in a mm-hmm. professional way so I can get really good bookings, like corporate parties and right. high-end clientele and okay. sweet venues I can never even afford to go to, let alone perform at, you know. So so, so with that, right, how do, you, how do you get those bookings? Because, I mean, yes, you have some background in doing events and stuff like that, but that doesn't mean the people of corporate America know who Jen Violet is. What's, what's, what's your booking strategy now? Is it more word of mouth now? Is it... Like, what's, what's the strategy for Touch people? back on the corporate America part. I got a funny story about okay. that. But um, I am very blessed to say that the bulk of it has been word of mouth. Outside of, like, printing the cost to print business cards, I really have probably never paid more than 50 bucks for advertising. I've never bought a billboard, bought a commercial slot, print advertising. Actually, I lied. I actually bought my first print advertising this year, so I just finished it. Okay. Um, word of mouth has been my saving grace, and that was kind of chance but also strategic uh the chance part was 
just blessings, right? People liked what I did. Tell a friend to tell a friend. The people that I'm very active in my church, and sometimes I play at church, not even for Jim Violin, but for my Lord and Savior, uh, who gave me this talent, and so I'm forever grateful for that. Yeah. Um, but I play at church sometimes, and not everybody in my congregation, oh, this girl in my church plays, you need a violinist, here you go. Yeah. Um, my friends and family are phenomenal. They take any opportunity they get to say, oh, you don't know Jim, Jim Violin? So <laughs> I appreciate that. My husband, for sure, he is always pushing. That's my man. Niger, um, yeah. oh, oh, he is always, oh, hey, how you been, man? Oh, yeah, I'm getting married. Oh, really? My wife plays violin. He's very good to do that. Oh, so, so. Slide it in there. It truly has been word of mouth, which the strategic yeah. side of that is, mind you, I still work full time. Right. So I would almost be doing a disservice to myself and to my potential clients to advertise too much when I know my availability is um, already limited to the weekends or the evenings or right. whatever schedule I have because of my job okay. at this point. So, so, so do you, right. So the, for, for the people that are in that position, right. To where they have to, they're, they're, they're teetering between making a decision. Cause I am myself teetering between making that position. Right. I'm telling myself that this is my last year working for it's somebody. It's been my last year since, <laughs> can you put a poll right here? If you are transferring, how many times has she said she was going to retire because she lied? She lied. Why? Why haven't you done it yet? What What part of you is saying, I need to hold on to this? Because <laughs> I could very well just play at my house and not do gigs anymore. I could just practice at home and let that be what it is, right? Um, I have to remind myself of the reason that I got into this, which... Once I realized I could do weddings and make some money doing it, and I was charging much lower than I'm charging now, obviously, um, but I was very humbled when I would hear brides, especially young black women brides, come up to me and say, oh my God, I've never seen a black violinist before, or I never thought I could afford to have a violinist at my wedding, or I never, again, humble beginnings, right? So to hear somebody say that this was an experience they didn't even think they would be able to have, that reels it in for me. Um, okay. Because that's special, right? And Reels it in in what way? Like, to make you... Because classical music has always just been put up on this pedestal okay, that is for gotcha. the elite and that gotcha. it's only certain types of songs you should hear on this instrument and only certain people should play it and receive it, and that's not true. Right. No, ab absolutely. Okay, so... But back to the question, though. About your job. Me, right. Me, well, media, right. She seems like she's well-trained in media, right? She answered the question <laughs> with a different question. I'm working on my no, I, Right. I like, <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. But so what, why haven't you made the decision to say, I'm just going to do um, A lot that? of it is just kind of timing. Okay. Trust the timing of your life. Sure. Let the Lord order your steps and all that. I feel like right now I'm in a place where I still feel relatively young, even without sleep. Um, I don't have kids yet. I, I still never have time, but am able to make time to do it. I'm really at the why not phase. Mm -hmm. I enjoy it. People want me to do it. I got time to do it. Why not? Um, a lot of thought that has gone into that decision is, ironically, my career. And I always say that if I worked in a different space, if I still worked at rallies, Mm -hmm. This would have then been over. Right. And that well, is no, not I'm, to disrespect no, anybody no, at saying. rallies, but that is part of my decision-making process, okay. though. Do I want to forsake this brand that I'm building for an already established career with salary, benefits, retirement, and all the things that don't come with running a business, and now you have to think about how you're going to make that up on the back end? People uh, always think, oh, you make money doing this at work, you make money playing violin, yeah, but... We're talking about retirement savings and right. benefits and just the other things. And also, I like my job. I'm a nerd. I like accounting. I like math. Yeah. I like numbers. I've toyed with the idea of maybe just doing that as mm -hmm. my own thing along with this and not necessarily working for somebody else. So I don't really have an answer for you because I haven't decided. But yeah. these are the thoughts that I'm having. Right, your, yeah, so I, I, I like that. And that's that's kind of where, where my thought is of it, too, right, is that, yes, I, I do make money doing what I do. I just don't make enough money doing what I do because I know what the back I know what it costs to be me. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I live a, I live a nice lifestyle, right? That's back I see you. I see you. I live a I, live, I live a nice lifestyle. I'm a little bougie. And and I, it should be. You know, and, and listen, because you know, rejection breeds obsession. When I didn't have it as a kid, all I'm of those things, everything, everything. 
Every single thing. And two of them at that. Uh, <laughs> if so I see something right I like in multiple colors, I know, let me get them all. Let me get them all, right? I don't want just one of them. Um, so, no, I, I definitely understand. And that's where, that's that's that battle. And I imagine a lot of people have that battle of, you know, do I stay in corporate America where there's a guaranteed check and, like you said, there's retirement and all of these things that I'm thinking about? What if, right, what if Jen Violin gets to the point where the bookings are overwhelming to, to say, <laughs> hey, look, right, it's boom, boom, boom. And these are big events, big engagements. Could something like that potentially make you say, let me take three months off just to see what it's like? Honestly, it would have to depend on the event. Um, lucky for me, I am friends with some other local violinists in the DMV. And when I say friends, I mean, we're not besties, but definitely right. industry uh, acquaintances, if you will, sure. where there has been no resistance to, hey, I can't do this wedding. Can you do it? Hey, I can't do this gig. Can you do it? Are you available? Dope. We pass stuff around all the time. And so to that specific example, if I'm already booked for something, I'm already booked for something. And so I would easily pass that along to somebody else. Okay. And it wouldn't even be a thought of my job and this and that, because yeah. that's just the frame of reference I'm in. Right. Um, but I think a point you might not have meant to make, but now we're about to get deep. Okay. I love to go deep. Um, some of this is numbers driven, right? How much do I make at job A versus job B, you know, that type of thing. But some of it is rooted is rooted in our heritage and our culture too, right? This is not even about what I want to do. Who am I to turn down this opportunity to make money when, you know, the people before me didn't even have the right to work or have the right, right. to visit? I think that's a, a quiet constant in the back of our okay. mind, even when we don't think it is. Yeah. We don't ever want to turn our back on any opportunity, any money, any, you no. know, at least for me, I can speak for myself. I always think about that. Again, always. humble beginnings. Who am I right. to deny any opportunity coming to me to at least try to make it work or try to write it out as long as I can because I remember a time when there was not one. Right. Yeah, no, I, I like that. And no, I'm, I'm right with you um, because we, we have to look at, like, a lot of people look at their nine to five as just a job, right? When it, without the nine to five, could you have um, afforded to even build the stuff that you are have Are we talking built? to the people, the next level of influencers <laughs> and business owners that are watching this podcast? Please hear us out because, first of all, I know everybody's saying this quote, let your nine to five fuel your passion. Absolutely. Fund your passion is really what Absolutely. I'm saying. The money... To invest and grow Jim Violin absolutely came from my came from the And even to what you were saying earlier, you got your kicks, got your backpack, I see you, bro. But also, my purse over there, my car outside, you uh -huh. know, and it's fair to say, you know, we have great jobs, we're in the DMV, right. we got roofs over our head. Yes. Safe to say we're doing well. Safe but it's the difference between, yes, I can do well and live off my regular check, or I can have a little extra and I can go splurge on some extra stuff. You know what I'm if saying? If you're extra and you like extra stuff like me, it's no shame in that. Right. If you going to if get you, it. Right. If you're doing what you're supposed to in order to get it, you're keeping all of your responsibilities. You're doing what you need to do at work. There's no lack there. And you have this side hustle, this side business that is also pouring into you. Right. So now let me ask you this. Right. Because I think it's super important to know that she's referred to her husband a couple of times. Right. Mm -hmm. How do you mix Jennifer, Jen, and spouse, right? How does how, how does that work? Because that's Chris. not easy, Chris. Okay. Well, no, I'm just saying <laughs> no, you. I'm you. saying your you. role yeah. as spouse, right? How how do you mix all of those to say, like, how do you balance that? Because that's a, I mean, this this could be an every weekend thing where Jen Violet is so bam every weekend. When does Jennifer have time for Chris? Who? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm going to answer backwards because okay. now, now it's a lot easier because he's a lot more hands-on. Um, okay. I think in the beginning, he just, it was a lack of knowledge. He didn't understand how much went into being the performer that I am. Mm -hmm. And so over time, he saw, wow, she's driving an hour, two hours back and forth to her performances. She got to carry all this equipment. She got to set all this stuff up before she even plays. And so uh, he wasn't there today. I met you, obviously, but um, he comes with me now. Okay. So that kind of takes out the never seeing him part because now gotcha. I got to drive from Northern Virginia to Baltimore for a wedding. He'll drive that hour and a half so I can 
at best, just relax. Just at worst, get my right. playlist together and make sure I, you know, have my details when we put the park, we put the setup, where we're only going to be in. Um, so he's been very hands on, which has it. helped me as a professional, but it's also helped our marriage because now I'm not gone away from him all right. Saturday, all Sunday. We're together, and if we're out. I just did a performance in Baltimore, and we stayed out in the harbor, had dinner, make it a date night. Nice. Sometimes I have events that are um, not local to us, and maybe I'll have two events back-to-back, back-to-back uh, back days in the same area. We'll make it a staycation, get a room, we'll turn it into a thing. So nice. that's been a, a plus. But in the beginning, it was hard because I didn't realize how much time the music was taken away from me until the time was already gone. Okay. I okay. It's kind of like you know, Friday comes and I'm like, all right, I got a gig Saturday, and I don't really think anything of it because he's like, oh, I got a game. He's on like a flag football team or something. Sure. So I'm like, I got a gig in the morning. He's like, okay, I'm going to play football, and we both leave. But the difference is, in an hour, he's coming back. Right. You're gone. I'm gone till the day is over. Yeah. Right. Especially if I had to drive really far or something. So right. that is kind of when it would hit me. It's like he'll be back from his game and he'll call me like, okay, I'm home. You know, how's it going? Like, I'm still on the road. I'm like, ah, this is something that's to give. So right. I'm thankful to him. I'm thankful to you for uh, the help that comes with him physically being there and carry stuff, set me up, park right. the car. I mean, that's just the difference for me. That's 10, 20 minutes sometimes just trying to park and get back to the venue versus absolutely. just getting dropped off at the door and he can and worry about he, it. Yeah, and then he parks. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay, so... Has so and, and I'm gonna ask this because my fiance literally just asked me this right. And we was, we're having we're now having this conversation. Of Congratulations, she wants to, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> so she wants to she wants to be included. She wants to be a part of what's going on, right? So has he asked to be your manager at all? Yeah, uh, he, he has. He has, and I think that comes to a conversation you and I have had off camera, which is kind of know yourself too. Mm-hmm. The struggle with accepting help from others is literally accepting. The help and trusting said person to do whatever task it is you're asking of them. Mm-hmm. So the biggest piece for me that I'm still kind of learning sometimes is to trust myself to just let him mm-hmm. do it. So, so are you are you bad at receiving? Help. Like, with like, yeah, like when someone wants to do something for you, are you? Yeah. Do you kind of be like? Yeah, hey. I'm good at receiving gifts. I'm bad at receiving help. I'm just very much, you know. Strong black independent woman, you know, yeah. be self-sufficient, they say. It almost comes at a cost, though. You yeah. hurt yourself not want to ask for no favors and not feeling like you owe somebody for helping you, even if it's your own husband. Yeah, yeah. And, so. and, and you know what? I um, So I have a, uh, in, anytime like I talk to like my clients and stuff like that, like a lot of them, what, what I realize is that a lot of people in this world are really, really good at giving to other people. But they're bad when other people want to do for them. I might be one of those people. Stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And so here's a, I, I was one of those people, but here's a story that kind of changed my perspective oh, on it. Is um, there, was, there was a guy, there was an older guy who decided to say he wanted to take this younger guy out to eat, right? And so he took the younger guy out to eat. He was, the younger guy was doing well, stuff like that. He just wanted to talk to him, sit down with him. So they talked, sat down, sat, had a conversation for two hours. At the end of the meal, the young guy, he reaches in his, pocket to try to pull out his wallet to pay for the meal. The older guy grabs his wrist and he goes, are you really going to rob me of the blessing that I would get paying for this meal by trying to pay for your own meal? And the young kid stood there. He was just shocked, dumbfounded, right? He's like, you know that feeling that you get when you do something for someone? Do you realize that you're robbing that person of that feeling when you tell them no? Okay. Right? So what he said, what uh, what, what you young people think about when you don't allow someone to do for you is you're only thinking about yourself and not wanting to owe someone. That's a word. I, I wouldn't have offered it to you if I couldn't have done it. So don't rob me of the blessing that I would get. And that feeling that I, that you, that same feeling you have of doing something for someone, I want to feel that same thing, but I can't when you tell me no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that that story. I received that message. I'm gonna, I'm gonna that? take that and leave with that. Take, hey, Thank hey, you. Hey, look, hey, look, take take that, put it in your bag. We finna pass okay. the collection plate. <laughs> we finna pass the collection plate. <laughs> okay, so Jay Violin, right? You think classical music, right? I always thought, right, and this is just me being young and ignorant and not knowing who wants to play about. Even with poetry, right? When I thought about poetry, nobody wants to. Yes, this is me. I am poet. Once upon a midnight journey. This it. 
Uh, roses are red, <laughs> violets are blue. I wrote a poem and you should too. Now, while Edgar Allan Poe was my guy, <laughs> I feel where you're going with it. Though. Right, yeah. but like, like I didn't know that poetry could be so dope until I heard you. I didn't know that a violin could sound like that. How do you transition from classical music into hip hop, R&B, and trap music? Like, how do you get an 808? In a violin, <laughs> you get an 808 in a violin. Like, what made you say, yo, I got to change into this? You kind of answered your own question. Uh, and I like specifically the way that you said, how do I transition classical music into these other things? Because that's exactly what it is. And that's what I tell younger people when they see me and they come up to me and their parents are like, oh, my daughter plays violin and she hates it and she wants to play it. She's so bored, but she saw you and she loved it or whatever. Um, there's not classical or these things. It's classical in these things. And what I mean when I say that is just like when you learn an alphabet, you got to learn a letter at a time. You have to learn technique before mm -hmm. you can get your style down, before you can get your chops, we call them, or before you can get your swag, for less of a better term. Sure. You have to learn the fundamentals of playing the instrument first. That comes from being classically trained and learning classical music. Okay. So to those students, I say, stick it out. Um, how did I figure it out? A couple things. Again, my parents were super into music, so I always grew up listening to a lot of eclectic stuff anyway. Sure. A lot of John Ponte, who's a super world-renowned violinist. Um, Regina Carter, who's actually my aunt. Uh, she is internationally traveling, world-renowned violinist. I actually just saw her the okay. other day performing for DC Jazz Fest. Um, so I was right in front of jazz violin, which I don't play jazz regularly either but I saw in her and in listening to John Luke Ponte that you could do more than classical mm -hmm. so I already knew it was possible um and again playing piano and singing I always kind of toyed with it a little bit but the major break for me was when Kanye and Twista dropped Overnight Celebrity with the yeah, yeah. Mary Ben Ari, that's that violinist. Uh, she came out, then you remember she was in everybody's music video. That's when we watch videos, right? She was in everybody's video. She was doing all the awards show. She was like super cool, cute girl. I had a picture of her actually that I tore out of probably like Word Up magazine or something, like in my violin case. Wow, like if I am going to play her. this violin, I gotta be like her. Cause this ain't it. Right. As much as I love classical music, one, I've been running my whole life, and two, I just like it, but I don't love it enough. So she, being Mary Ben Ari and Kanye, really making the beat, are what actually kind of lit the fire under my butt, for lack of better terms. Wow. I love that. So now, Kanye, if you happen to watch this, Con hey, Con thank you. Hey, listen, we're going we to run that clip. We're going to tag him in that <laughs> jump. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're going to do. That's how we get there. So, okay, how do you learn these hip-hop songs, though? Like, because there's no, there's no music sheet uh there's not i mean there might be i'm so, not looking so, for yeah. it if you've ever seen drumline where nick cannon nick played the right. drums but he couldn't read music so right. while i am classically trained and can read music very well i can also play by ear which is kind of make or break if you're going to do the kind of thing that i'm doing so it's really um people always say that or how do i know how to i don't know i just know and they think it's a joke but i just i hear it right. and i can play it right back my husband is that's, so that's cool. talent um thank you but yeah so and learning the songs and stuff, it's music I'm listening to anyway. Right. These artists and these songs are already on and my playlist. Just feeling it. So if I already know the song, and even if it's a song I don't, a lot of times people will say, oh, I want this for my wedding or for my this or for my that. If I don't know it, I can hear it enough and right. I don't know it. And it's really just that simple for me. Wow. And I try not to take that for granted because that is something my mother, who is one of the best pianists i ever seen, obviously I'm biased and She's a little older now, so not as well as she was younger, but she can't play by ear to save her life. And I never really understood that. And on the flip, my dad, who was electric guitarist, I don't know if he can read music at all. Wow. So mom can read the mess out of some music. And but she's not about to just sit down and right. John Legend it out or anything. <laughs> my dad be on TikTok all the time, doing bass lines. And, and, just, and just be kind of filling that just, groove. Yeah. I love that. I absolutely love that. So, Jim, so Jim Violin is available for booking. Yes. Jim Violin is available for booking. Um, my suggestion would be reach out early. I just sent out three emails sitting in the parking lot waiting for you for people requesting me for dates that are already booked. I'm usually booked up 
2023 is already looking slim if you haven't already secured your date, especially if it's a Saturday. is already Fridays and Sundays and weekdays, I might can do. Saturdays already, I am humbled to say it's a wrap. Wow. <laughs> that is absolutely amazing to be booked and busy. And congratulations to you. And y'all, listen, Thank you. Um, she is absolutely talented. Um, like when I saw her playing, like it's not it's not just the talent, right? It's also the energy and the passion that you have and the fun. Like you actually have fun doing it. You have to. Yeah. What do they say? If you enjoy your work, you never work a day in your life. I don't totally subscribe to that. It's still work, not play. But right. if you enjoy it, that makes it a lot better. Yeah. Um, and I feed off of that, right? If I'm at a party and even when I'm just the background music mm -hmm. for a reception for cocktails or something. Okay, I'm not the main stage event. I don't expect everybody to stand there and stare at me. But if I don't feel like anybody is rocking to it a little bit or, yeah. you know, it's like, I need to change the song. I got the playlist wrong. I got the vibe <laughs> wrong. Um, I feed off of that. Just yeah. like anything else, especially as a, as a performer, when you talk about live crowds and it's why I like performing live and right. not people ask why I don't release recordings. I'm working on it. I'm right. working on it. But We're it's a different it's a different ambiance just being in a box in a studio versus an audience or I can right. see real time if they are jamming with me or not. Right. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Um, okay, so what do you say to the young girl or the young boy that's out there that is playing the violin who maybe has no idea how to make this into a career? Where would you tell them to start? Or even in a, the adult who's good at playing the violin, how do we make this into a career? Um, to the adult or the child, I want to go back to something I said earlier where education and business is key. You have to go into it recognizing that your talent alone will only get you so far. And so if you take yourself seriously from the beginning, I think you'll have a much easier time transitioning as an artist as you grow, assuming you grow, because you're going to do well, right? Right. Um, and I also would say just have an idea of not only the types of music you want to play, but the types of crowds you want to entertain, mm -hmm. small or large, weddings or not. Do you want more classic traditional weddings, or do you want more crowds of people that look like you? Do you want to do live music at a lounge in D.C., or do you want to do more religious stuff every Sunday at your church? I think having a better idea of the type of creator I wanted to be mm -hmm. would have saved me a lot of headache and heartache earlier on. Um, I admittedly did a lot of gigs that in hindsight I just wasn't interested in or didn't want to deal with or didn't want to do for the sake of doing it, right? And right. while I'm all for it, getting your name out there, um, I definitely think self-satisfaction, happiness, peace, if you will, is more important than we make it seem. And right. so figure out what about your art, and that could be music or anything else, what avenue do you want to go down? And sometimes there's multiple answers, but sure. don't just be blind jumping into it because you're going to end up getting ripped apart and getting pulled in yeah. every direction because you haven't settled on the one you truly want to be going in. And then once it turns into a job, you lose the passion. And once the passion is gone, it's no longer... The People can see that and recognize when you're not passionate about it and this is just a job to you. And it's the difference between I hate my boss at another job and when it's something self-created. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, that's a huge difference. That's a huge difference. So, Jen, what what's next for Jen Violet, right? Where where do you ultimately like is like what's what's next? For so, um immediately next yes. I have it's still the in the wedding season for me, summertime, you know, mm -hmm. it's obviously wedding season, so with it being September, crazy. I have the last of my summer weddings coming off. Um I have a show. Sunday, September 25th at Capital One Hall in Tyson's Corner, Virginia. Ooh. I think you'll be there. Uh, you know, I might. You know, I'll check my schedule. See what I can do. I think you'll be there. And uh, so that is like the biggest thing I have going on. It is the first. It's my first show that I am like putting on myself, producing, if you will, headlining. Yes. Uh, I've been a part of other people's things. And really, mm -hmm. this is just my way to give back to everybody that's supported me over the years. Um, unless you're getting married or you see me at somebody's wedding or your job has me at your holiday party, you can't just go see me every Friday at Baker's or Baker's right. is a lounge in, in yeah. Detroit. Oldest jazz lounge in the country. 
actually. So look down. Baker's, Baker's Inn, Lounge okay. in Detroit. Somebody, somebody fact um, check that and drop it in the comments. But you can't just pull up every weekend and see me at a lounge is what I'm saying. If you don't know where I'm going to be at somebody's private event you need to be invited to, you probably won't see me. Um, and I get asked so many times, when are you going to do a show? When are you going to, you know? And so I figure... Uh, I keep pretending like I'm going to retire from this. Uh, doing a show was always on my bucket list. Mm -hmm. And so I was never going to retire if I didn't do it yet. So I just bit right. the bullet and picked the date. And September came way faster than I was planning. But um, <laughs> that is immediately big. I'm toying around with the idea of a Christmas album this year, which Ooh. means I need to get started like yesterday. Yeah. Um, but again, I don't release recorded music because I just don't have fun recording personally. But I figured Christmas time is easy to jump into. Yeah. It's music I know. Because that's the other risk with releasing music is who's going to listen to this. Well, right. if I do the holiday season, everybody's listening everybody to holiday music. Christmas music. So. I'm already listening to Christmas music. Is so, it too early? Well, I got a friend that's about to start putting her decorations up next mm -hmm. week. So, you know. I'm listening to Christmas music right now. But, uh, so that's a, a soft target on my to do okay. list. I'm continuing doing events going into next year, mainly because I'm already booked for them. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily because I want to or not. <laughs> not because I want to. Uh, no, it's fine, but booked for gigs next year and then maybe doing more live. I have been featured, like a featured act for other performers or other events mm -hmm. or maybe it's like a keynote speech type thing, but they right. want live music. So more more of those things. Oh, speaking of, I got a conference coming up. Got you. Yeah, done that. Plenty of conferences. Yeah, um, and that's what's been a blessing about being in the D.C. area specifically. It's just a, a popular place for events in general. Everybody yeah. is always having a wedding or a party or a conference that is or that. Yeah, so absolutely. I'm lucky that I ended up in this area, too, because I think that kind of made it easier if I was in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I'd literally be starving <laughs> artists because there's nothing going on. So. Hey, listen, we ain't about that starving artist life, right? Not about we, the starving. We, we do not have to be starving artists. I Shout out to the people who go to and be the and it will pay life. off for you it will you absolutely. know there is no reward for no work faith without work is dead matter of fact absolutely. so you can believe in yourself all you want but you still have to put in the effort but yeah it's levels to the effort i don't have that much so in me. so so let me ask this does jen violin teach by violins okay i'm not a liar so technically i have one student if you were to ask me that on the street my answer would be no i don't take children i don't teach um the short answer for that is because I just never wanted to be a teacher growing up. Like okay. kids grow up and they played school or they play house doctor. I actually never did any of that. I had to play bank. Like I always was going to be an accountant. I always loved money. I always did that. Wow. Um, so I never wanted to be a teacher and I just don't really know that I am the best around kids all the time. I'm not the most filtered person. Well, not, not even, not even, let's say, not even teachers or like a, like an elementary school music teacher. I'm just saying like, well, teachers don't get paid enough, which is unfair to all of the educators. Um, <laughs> But, I mean, from a money perspective, teaching was never going to be in the cards for me because, unfortunately, teachers don't get paid enough. Mm -hmm. and it's a disservice to the kids missing out on access to great educators. But right. the other reason that I don't teach is that it's such a commitment long term. I think uh, about my private instructor, Chris Burton, back in Detroit, still playing as well. Um, he committed to me once or twice a week for at least five, six years, you know, and it's like the, the student I do have every Tuesday or sometimes Thursday, but it's like every Tuesday for my natural born life or until she quits or goes to college, as opposed to a wedding that's on my schedule and then I do it and then it's done. And then I also think being in, and I know lessons could be adults too, but usually when I'm asking for children, right? And so being in a child's life in general is just such a huge deal that I would not want to be a decision just made off availability or making money. Like I want to be a mentor. I am. To a, thought, to a thought sometimes, but even my student, I am so glad to have her. She's brought a lot out of me that I didn't know needed yeah. to come out, but she's enough. I don't know that I could do yeah. five kids at one because that's so much time that I am never again. You're not going to see me on Tuesdays ever, at least for the next, she's in like fourth grade. So at least right. to 12th grade, you are never seen me on Tuesday because I have a commitment. And because that's important in lessons is the consistency. Right. Okay, so does does she want to play hip hop and? Um, I'm not sure. I think she's getting into it. She does ask me more about I'm more pop. I think is her jam um, than like okay. hip hop R and B. But she's definitely asked about this song or that song, or she's able to recognize. There's this one song. Uh, I think it's called Memories, which is a sample from Pachelbel's Canon in D. And mm -hmm. so, if you're a classical musician, the first time that song came on the radio, anybody that knows that song is like, oh, they got this from yeah. Pachelbel. Um, her being in the very beginning stages of musicianship herself, 
could hear that. She could recognize that. So um, I think she wants to, but back to learning the cornerstones and the foundation first. She's not there yet, but but I can see it. Yeah. Okay. So I I I feel like, right, in the future when you do another show, should have her like open. Yeah, you know, I toy with it this time. I don't think she's ready yet. Yeah. I think uh, technically she might not be ready yet, and then I think the size of the crowd might be okay, intimidating. Might be okay. Um, but I did tell her that I think it was actually she bring her to like a bus boys and poets. You know, she can you know ease saying? into it. Yeah, yeah. but I, I told her I was like, uh, you know, if you want to come on Miss Jen to these gigs and we can do it, you know, you got to get there, you got to practice. Yeah, it'd be serious. But you, I was you one day. I didn't wake up knowing how to play it. It takes time. Right. Yeah, I think that would be super dope. And I think that she would really, really appreciate yeah. that kind of walk into the industry, if you will. And pouring into, you know, just like people pouring into me. That's right. our whole purpose Paying of being here is to pay it forward. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love mm-hmm. that. All right, y'all, listen. So if, you, if you're if you an inspiring artist, if you're an inspiring creative, okay, the one thing that we, one of the things that we learned today was, number one, operate as a business and not an entity, right? You want to make sure. Yes, as an individual, that's right. As a uh, operate as a business and not an individual, right? If you want to be taken serious, if you want these different corporate gigs and uh, and, and these different uh, uh, gigs that can pay you more, right? Let's operate as a business. Go and that's and not yourself. to say don't be yourself, right? Right. But it is to say, be for real, right. be professional, and take these people. You expect people to spend money on you. Think about how you feel when you spend money on anything. You expect a level of professionalism and seriousness to be attached to whatever it is that you're paying for. And so just because you're a person that can sing or dance or play a violin, people still want that professionalism and that experience attached to their hard-earned money that they are spending for you. And and, and like she said, creating an experience, right? You want them to leave and say, hey, look, book contacting her was easy booking her was easy all i had to do was fill out this form i gave her my dates i told her what time all of this right she sent me the invoice i paid it right there i ain't have to cash out her or send her money through zale or nothing right it's it's all taken care of and that that right there is is how you literally run a business right and that's any business any business music marketing whatever you do absolutely i absolutely love that so what kind of closing us out, right? What are some what are some final words that you can kind of give us as a creative um, to keep final us inspired? Words. You think I can quit talking? <laughs> <laughs> final words as a creative. Um, I would definitely say always do what inspires you. Don't mm-hmm. force yourself into anything for the money because it becomes apparent in your art as a creative. Unlike my professional job where I'm an accountant and at the end of the day one plus one is two and if I'm having a good day or a bad day that two is going to look the same yeah when I'm playing and I'm having a bad day that comes out in my tone and that comes out in my expression and that comes out in my performance versus when I'm having a really great day or having a really good time so right. lean into what makes you happy and what inspires you do not sell yourself short um I would like to thank all the people that taught me about pricing and not pricing yourself out, but making yourself competitive and still getting what you're worth. Um, don't short sell yourself just for an opportunity because the right opportunity will pay you the right amount. Absolutely, absolutely. So what's that right? Because now, now, um, now, now that we're on the on I'm the topic, right? Feathers. Now, right now that we're on this hobby, right? Yeah, I thought we, yeah, I thought it was over, but not yet. So how do you how do you price that out, right? Like how how do you make sure that you're getting what you're worth? Uh, I pay attention to the market. I pay attention to what other musicians are charging. That's locally and abroad because I do travel as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And that a lot of it is the difference between me as a person versus people that are in a band or in a group. The numbers are different when you have more players. Um, So I pay attention to the market. I pay attention to the times, obviously, during the pandemic and stuff where people were doing super small micro weddings and already have to concede so many things and make so many adjustments. I'm not expecting people to expect to pay pay top dollar for their wedding that went from 300 people to 30. So adjusting with the times is necessary. Um, Watch the market, adjust with the times, and then think about yourself too. Honestly, I still get told that I don't charge enough, but for me, one of it is I don't want to price myself out of those original brides that I told you that I never thought I could have a violinist group. I don't want to lose them because now I've got so big that I only entertain mega million clients. 
because right. that's not the root of what I do. And other thing is, I'm blessed to have a job, and so I'm not as pressed to make money because I got money from my job. So Absolutely. all those things that. going. To I love that. So listen, right to the creatives. You can do your job and still have your. You should do your job for as long as you like physically can. Mm-hmm. I think what people don't realize is this. I mean, this literally. This is physically taxing my neck, my shoulders, my arms, my back, my feet. I'm wearing heels. I'm trying to dress nice. Um, so I think people do not recognize the physical uh, commitment that I've made by sticking with the instrument like that. Mm-hmm. And so that goes into the whole long-term decision-making process, right. too. But my point was, while you can work and do whatever else you're doing, do it because the bag will not chase itself. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's it's not. Listen, y'all. Listen. I. She's in her bag. She's in her bag. Like when when you think about how she operates, the way that she moves, how talented she is, and she's gonna give us a little sample. All right. She's gonna give us a little sample. All right. We're glad y'all stayed and stuck around for the whole show. She's gonna give us a little sample. Right. Um. I thank you. I, thank I appreciate you. you. Um. I'm looking forward to um a long lasting friendship relationship with you and doing a whole bunch of amazing things right in the DMV. Jen and Jeff, we're going to be out here, y'all. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Book JJ, y'all. Book JJ. That's it. Hit that. Um, I appreciate you so much. Um, you are super, super talented. I'm looking forward to continuing to follow your journey. Um, since the day that I've met you, it's literally just been a joy to watch you work. And we out. have been friends, and I use the term friend lightly, y'all, yeah. but like we have just got it along. We hit it off since, I mean, you're Sick. great, so thank you for having me. We're here. We're here. Thank y'all. Y'all heard me say I'm great, right? He's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, this has been another episode of In My Bag with Backpack Jeff. Thank y'all so much. Y'all know my motto, always stay in your bag, so you never got to chase a bag. And we out. We out. That's good.